Previously on Critically Stupid. Gareth felt the stone in his hand. We jumped in makeshift cars and the rat race began. Mel and I really stood no chance. So Josh had hopped in a car with a big stranger and made fast friends. As Gareth held into the stone, some Italian plumbers tried to knock us off the road. Josh Pat helped the giant win. But they were confronted by a guy who resembled Vin. The giant won a lifetime subscription for free drinks at our bar. But at least Gareth held on tight, now has the stone of Galar. Holy crap, we have the stone of Galar. But don't tell anyone I don't have a license to drive that car. We stole a car. They are just filled with bloodlust. Exactly. That's, that's like, what, it, like it motivates them. Again, you've got like this giant gray potato that's kind of cute and you're like there's no way that's gonna catch me but the fucking thing they run so fast so fast so fast so fast i think your only hope is if you can climb a tree i don't think hippos have mastered that yet but give them time as oh, soon as they as soon as they do we're done yeah we're gonna have like heroin thumbs, hippo, it's right? game over it's, it's coming I, i'm kind of team hippo though because like Just everything ball, sucks yeah. and so i for one welcome our new hippo overlords yeah, yeah I actually Hippocratic Oath.
good show, everybody. This is where the magic is. is this is how you actually have a good show. You got to warm it up a little bit. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Comedy Podcast, Critically Stupid. I am Alexander James, and I'm happy you're here. Um, my favorite part of last episode was at the uh, tail end when Anthony said uh, was congratulating everybody for what they did, and he was like, Travis, you won the race, and Gareth, you killed that rat and got the stone, and uh, Diana, you showed up on time. <laughs> I... I thought it was very funny, and I laughed a lot. Uh, Gary, why don't you go next? Hey, everybody. My name is Dick Urkel, and I play Gareth. Um, and I think the, my favorite part of last episode was when Alex pulled out two Italian plumbers in matching red and green uniforms <laughs> who, 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 threw, who threw a blue shell. And Gareth, who was hurtling in first place against his will, quivered in fear because Alex did not know what blue <laughs> shells did in Mario. <laughs> I, I, sh I, it would have been great if I did like a single second of research, but I just I, like I, a one Google, a single Google. I didn't even. Diana, you go next, please. Hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have the wolf pup, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. Um, my favorite. Okay, so first of all, I was real sick last episode, so showing up on time was kind of the pinnacle of my abilities. Um, yeah. Uh, my favorite part was uh, definitely Josh Pat, just like living his best life, going for a car ride. He didn't even care there was a race. He he was just, you know, had his head out the window, sort of. I guess it didn't really have windows, but uh, yeah, it was real cute up here. It's real, real cute, uh, despite my being sick and like 95% mucus. Um, Anthony, your turn. I was real sick, Bestie. Anthony. I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard. And my favorite part of last episode was our guest Travis um, being adorable with Josh Pat and like having him like lick the eggs and such before he drives. Like it was all, it was all, and like just using his slobber as it was flowing in the wind, you know, as they were driving. It was all very funny. And like I, I liked like I liked how much he stuck stayed in character despite the fact I was like, look, all this character wants is to win this race, but oh no, now there's someone to help. And he's suddenly gonna help this person. I'm like, he's an, he's his own adventuring hero, and he's only has this one-off show, and it's it's pretty great. I don't know. I like we, we were really the side characters of his main story. Straight we up, were straight up. Yeah, and that, that was my favorite part. I think like imagine if you were going on a race. And then a rat with some guy just <laughs> showed up. I think my second favorite part was when uh, Anthony was, I just remember this, when Anthony was trying to do his intro last week, Diana kept interrupting him for some reason. And finally, Anthony said, Diana, I'm going to shake you. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake you. <laughs> I don't even remember why I kept interrupting. I feel like I had questions or something. I don't. It's, I don't you, know. It's so, you so funny. Sure, accused Travis of not knowing who any of us were. Yeah. It's not, it's oh, because like... I could see him looking, like looking it up. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's fine. <laughs> it's so like, funny because he was like, uh, Anthony, and you were like, "Son of a bitch," and I was like, "Hey, Diana, can you fucking chill?" It was. It, I was, it was really so... sick. It was so actually funny when was... Anthony said, I'm going to shake you. 
because it sounded like a first grade teacher snapping, <laughs> but she can't physically harm her students. <laughs> so she's like, Jeremy, I'm going to shake you. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, okay. We are going to uh, do a cold open. So, somewhere in Waterdeep, a gnome is going about the start of his work day. Is it a gnome. hot gnome? It is. Gnome this summer. this this gnome is so scalding hot. He's like he's like full Henry Cavill hot. Um. He's going to clock in for another workday for uh, Waterdeep's most bloodthirsty gang leader, Anthony. As this uh, gnome worker walks up to the fantasy time clock, um, he's whistling because mm -hmm. he's having a good morning. Why is he having a good morning? Um, he just yesterday, just okay. yesterday, had a run-in with a fantasy hippo and okay. escaped. And he escaped. He had never seen one. He was in, he was interested, and then it turned, and he knew immediately that he needed to run, and he did, and he succeeded, and he's never been happier to be alive than he is in this moment because he knows now after doing all the research, having survived, that he was very lucky on that day. Yeah, he's Thank walking God towards the time clock, like flipping flipping a like book he's checked out of the Waterdeep Library of Hippo Facts, and he's like muttering to himself, like, "My God, I'm lucky to be alive." Yep. Thank God, to the fantasy life. hippo, not a real hippo, or else he'd be dead. That's True. Uh, so he clocks unless he in, climbed a tree he clocks in and he checks his uh, mm. schedule for the day that that the administrator of this bloodthirsty gang has left for him Gareth what's what is uh what does he have on his on his docket for the day what's on what's on this gnome's itinerary itinerary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh step one what was the establishment he just walked into I'm sorry refresh my memory he's wa he's walking into waterdeep's uh most bloodthirsty gang. Oh, word, word, word. So, um, this gnome, because he's just so hot, uh, is kind of like the 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 what's the word? Not not consigliere, escort, if you will, for uh for this gang. Nice. And um, he 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 will he has a series of political leaders. Mm -hmm. that he is going to go and bang uh -huh. and take pictures of for blackmail and ransom later. I believe you mean sketches. Uh, No, no, he has an iPhone. <laughs> He's got an iPhone, okay. Yeah, he he just like takes a full selfie. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Diana, this gnome clocks in and checks his uh his literal hit list, Um, except not, not in that sense. And... He's, yeah, I don't know. Depending on the politician, yeah, some hitting may be involved. Some hitting may be involved. He's looking at the names, uh, but there is one item on his itinerary that he's got to do before he starts sexing up the powerful and political of Waterdeep society. And that is he's got to feed the boss's pet before he does anything. It's his most important job. He does it the first thing every day, obviously. My question to you, Diana, is what is he feeding the boss's pet today? Not what is the pet? What is he feeding it? What is he feeding to the pet? Um, a man. Well, since we don't really know what the pet is, correct. I'm going to choose to believe that it's like 
something small and sort of nonviolent because you just wouldn't expect, you know, like a bunny rabbit or something. Yeah, yeah, so like he's, lettuce. He, yeah, exactly. He's he's uh he he actually does also enjoy gardening on the side, okay. um, because you know hot gnome summer. So okay. so he uh t he brings treats for for this pet from his garden. He brings you know the lettuce and the carrots and tomatoes and he just makes a little salad for the little thing oh my he is so a garden gnome so. exactly i like the idea of diana trying to like oh we might have to face this thing later so let's just <laughs> make it as as innocent as possible no 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 i'm feeding he feeds it gerbil food is the thing he feeds it literal gerbil food because what else but a gerbil it's an herbivore like, so. in fact oh, the mean. the gnome tried to feed it meat and the gerbil went like Ugh, no thanks because <laughs> yeah. like it just hates it's like it's vegan. vegan. It's like real pretentious about it too, though. It's a yeah. It'll tell vegan. you it's vegan. Yeah, yeah. Just quality organic ingredients. Just straight. It's like farm to table. So, this gnome uh, reaches into his uh, cooler that he brought from home and pulls out this bowl of salad that he's built from his garden at home because he's having a hot gnome summer and there's uh heirloom bell peppers in there there's heirloom lettuce there's heirloom tomatoes there's heirloom everything is from his grandmother because they're all <laughs> he's broken into his family's garden and, and dumped these a bunch plants of have been growing for 50 years yep and he stole them and he chopped them into a salad and he takes it and he walks down the halls of this uh gang den his footsteps echo off the tall ceilings and the uh the multiple stained glass windows and he passes several lit sconces uh and he ducks left avoiding the uh black and hooded clad priests coming from the sanctum um and he dodges right and laughs as the beastmaster scrabbles past with his packs of hyenas tucked into both hands um uh, he nimbly hops up the steps over the blood arena and uh, whistles a little tune as he watches a orc disembowel a halfling with a rusty fish hook to the screams and laughter of the crowd. Um, and then he walks down the hall, down takes a left, and walks into the boss's chambers. And He's the only one allowed in. Obviously, both guards nod as he goes through the doors. He walks past the plush carpets and the many, many pillows and the fantastic pieces of art hanging on the walls. And he walks up to a small side table tucked into an alcove, surrounded floor to ceiling, 180 degrees with pictures of this pet. They're done in oil paintings. They're done in modern art, like deco pieces. There's some like abstract concept art of this of this pet. And the gnome gently tips his heirloom salad into this fishbowl and he watches it sink uh, gently down around the sole occupant. He lowers his face and taps on the glass and says, Hello, Silgar. How are you today? And this goldfish okay. stares back at this gnome and bobs gingerly in hello. Cut to black. The three of you are walking down uh, the wet streets of Waterdeep. It's probably mid-morning. It's a cold spring day. It's raining. There's a gentle rumble of thunder on the horizon. Gareth, you are holding the leather thong with the stone of galore hanging from one end of it. 
and you are all soaked to the bone after Diana would you fucking like dude you always even... single out Diana like it's not all three of us who it can't like, possibly be funny to the audience anymore is all I'm saying yeah but you see the thing is that you haven't learned your lesson it's still funny to us mm -hmm. mm -hmm. alright fair enough you are. Uh, I want you guys to tell me, like, wh how is your character's mood and attitude after, like, literally half an hour after the Waterdeep rumbled colon downhill fury race? Well, I, I, I will say that, like, the first thing I do as soon as, uh, like, I have my fist around the Stone of Galore and not inside a giant rat mouth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is I would make some effort to, like, hide it on my person. Because okay. I don't want to, like, walk around, you know? Look what I got. Hey. Okay, so, like, tuck it into a pocket, Gareth? Or swallow it? Stuck, stick it upside your butt? What, what are we talking here? Uh, uh, yeah, the, the prison pouch, just right in the foreskin. No, no I think, what? like... Just putting the old leather thong in the prison pouch? Yeah, no, I think, I think just, like... You know, like a well-hidden pocket. I feel like as a rogue, I have hidden pockets oh, on my sure. cloak. Yeah, you know. I feel like Gareth's robes are mostly hidden pockets at this point. Like I, it's, feel, I feel like it's all just pockets. all pockets. Oops, all pockets. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, the pockets aren't right hidden. It's just hidden because of how many there are. Like, no. shit, it, they're got, it's got to be... Hold on. Give me just... Oh, my wait. God. I'm, I'm having a vision. Gareth's wearing cargo robes. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> God, I can picture that's so drippy. Holy uh, shit. Okay, but more importantly, so let's say the Stone of Galore is well hidden, Gareth, but, like, how is your, like, how are you? Like, how's your attitude? Like, I've deliberately been pushing you guys through a bunch of, like, narrative things over the last few episodes, so I'm very curious as to, like, how you guys are, like, feeling about everything right now. And so Gareth, Gareth is feeling grumpy because he's just been, like, beaten to shit, like, every episode for the past, like, four weeks. True, true. And he's, fe he's feeling very um, upset at his lack of ability, I would say. Okay, how so? Because the only cool thing he can do is useful for, like, ah, oh, goddamn, I'm about to die, holy shit, oh my god. Oh, uh, you're, you're, you're escape knife. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like it's okay. called, we call it the escape knife, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're feeling frustrated because it seems like his one trick is just disappearing. Exactly. Interesting. Oh, that's so deep. Holy shit. All right. Arnold, how are you feeling? <laughs> um, I feel like at, at this point, Arnold misses performing. He misses oh, okay. uh, actually playing music. And he's starting to feel like, like, you know, he's he's happy to be with his friends, but he's also is still feeling the loss of two of his friends. Um, and then most recently, he feels very betrayed by Tim, whom he thought was a good friend and made him feel like he doesn't like him at all. So now he's, you know, Arnold's starting to uh, regret having that giant Tim tattoo on his back. Yeah, um, yeah. Tim's the asshole, everybody. So so Arnold misses performing. How did how do you feel about like the events of the past? I mean, even the past like forty-eight hours, Arnold. Um, the the I, I'd say that Arnold would have thought that the whole race situation was very confusing and exciting, and he's a little disappointed that he didn't win or place at all. Um, but also yeah, or sign up for the race. Or sign up for the race, <laughs> <laughs> and then then also feeling like a little bit of uh, guilt over the fact that he probably stopped someone else from participating in the race by stealing their car and realizing True. that a little after the fact and like oh we did have some important business, but so did the person who was you know supposed to be racing. So Can you imagine signing up for a race 
and like then I was like racers we were starting in five minutes and like all right i should probably go pee now so i don't have to like pee while i'm racing because like the g4 is really bad for you i'll just go out real quick um i'll leave i'll leave my keys here because like you know there's security i'll be fine and then you go pee real quick and then you like run out and then you just see two strangers <laughs> in your car and you're like hey Hey, wait, I, that's my, and then the light hits green, and they all just, <laughs> yeah, what I did, what I didn't standing there. What I didn't describe last week was to the two 12-year-old <laughs> orphans who didn't have anything but their one soapbox car standing in the rain watching Mel and Arnold zip down we're, the hill. They had they had been begging on street corners, saving up nickels. <laughs> we're going to be able to feed our family with these winnings year. for a year. They probably wouldn't have won anyway. It's fine, guys. You know what's funny is Mel was on the back looking back, so she would have seen them, and I don't think she would have done a goddamn thing. No, fuck them kids. <laughs> just, just, just fingers up. Just... Oh my god. Uh, okay, speaking. Shouldn't of have Mel... gone to the bathroom, morons. Piss <laughs> <laughs> your pants next time, babies. Uh, speaking of Mel, how is Mel? It's a free action, out? after all. It's not. It's not. It's all right. Listen. Oh, is pissing your pants not a free action? So no, I got into this whole fucking debate on Tic Tac, Tic Tac on TikTok because you're of so the old. fuck you. The, <laughs> the episode I was referencing was the episode where Jess peed on somebody peed on Diana to unfreeze her from the balcony yes. in Stevie the Wildcards episode. Yeah. And she was like, "It's a bonus action, right?" And I was like, "No, it's a full action." And so I applied the question to TikTok. I was like, "Is pissing yourself a free action?" And everybody is like yelling at each other that it's a free action or a bonus action. I'm like, "No, it's not. It can't possibly be. Pissing yourself is a full action because it requires concentration and how intent." How much? How much concentration and intent does it really require, though? Well, not it, much. It it's something we it's, all do every if day. If it's voluntary or involuntary, and I think it depends. The real thing. Being able to produce at least enough for them to run their stupid fucking test. Mel, yes. how are you feeling about the events of the last 48 hours? Shockingly, less crazy. Mel is feeling so much better. She was like real sick 10 minutes ago, and now she's like just <laughs> so much better. Like, like miracle cure as soon as they cross the finish line. She's like, oh shit, that cold is gone. Beautiful. The entire race, she had like a thing in NyQuil, but it kept spilling. And then well, the I, race ended, and that's she was finally like, "Not, not accurate, though." Like, canonically, I think she was drinking hot chocolate, and I like to think that she just like dosed it with Nyquil, and then now she's just like riding the high. Yeah, yeah, she's just feeling so much better, and is no longer ninety-five percent mucus and five percent misery. Um, I, I think she would be feeling um, just kind of tired honestly and, and a little bit confused with everything that's been going on i mean we have been all over the place we we were in a wig shop talking about lucky charms and and then there were skeletons mm -hmm. and then there was a raid i i mean she loves it for josh back because he obviously had the time of his life yeah, just but, that's the thrill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but she she's just a little bit confused about everything that's going on and and tired and kind of misses just going on long walks in the woods with with JPZ and and going back to Troll Skull and hiding in her little nest. Well, things happen down below. It's just been a lot of action. Mm -hmm. um, and she doesn't necessarily shy away from it, but she doesn't seek it out either. Yeah, but for sure. Now it kind of feels like it keeps happening and and yeah, she, she's not understanding all of this or why. Okay, all right. 
as you are all walking down the streets, headed home, you know, headed to Troll Skull to get a dry change of clothes. And, you know, maybe Arnold's thinking about hopping up on the stage for a song that he's been practicing. Maybe he's got one about the race that he's, you know, whipping up on, on his lute while you guys walk through these cobbled streets. The alleyways and streets of Waterdeep aren't terribly populated right now. It's the it's mid-morning, but it's raining quite hard. So most people are content to stay indoors or underneath awnings or, or uh, inside the well-lit restaurants and bars that you're all passing. And you turn a corner and uh, enter underneath an archway into Troll Skull Alley. And Mel, you are in the lead, and you see a black and silver-haired figure standing, facing away from you, looking at Troll Skull Alley with his arms extended. He is holding a mat, like comically large bouquet of flowers in one hand and uh, is wearing like a deep burgundy cloak. And at your footsteps, he turns and you see the beaming jovial face of Davil Starsong standing in the middle of this pouring wet rainy day alley. And he says, ah, I knew you'd show up eventually. Yes, I live here. That's not what, what I meant. So what do me and uh, Arnold say? You guys see Davil Starsong turn uh, with a bouquet of flowers and immediately lock eyes on Mel to the point of ignoring both of you. He is dressed very comfortably. It's uh, His clothes look elegant, but not expensive they look well appointed but not foppish he's he's clearly dressed like he's got money and style and he uh looks at mel and says no of course i was uh waiting for you i believe it's about time for our date i wasn't aware we had a had a date um you didn't uh didn't get my message no, I haven't gotten any messages. Oh, this is... Gosh. That's embarrassing. Um, Re really, really quick. I please, feel like... Please. Gareth feels like this is some sort of ploy to get the stone. Okay. So Suspicious motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, obviously. All right. For the first it's... time in her life, Mel's not suspicious because it... he's still, like, hot as fuck up here. Oh, yeah. And... You know. So I, I think that sensing that he's like basically ignoring me and Arnold, Gareth is just gonna like real casually just walk into Troll Skull. Okay, I, I will say that he caught you at the beginning of Troll Skull Alley, which is a good like 50 feet long, Gareth, and he's in the middle. So you're gonna walk essentially 25 feet towards him before you can get to Troll Skull. I'm not like being stealthy. I'm okay, just okay. You're like... just gonna keep walking. Yeah, he's not talking to me. You know, no okay. big deal. It's not my business. For sure. Um, he says to Mel, he says, oh, I'm uh, I'm terribly sorry. I sent um, several letters with, with the post, but I assumed that uh, I would find you at the at the yawning portal. I didn't. Is that not where you're? you're I mean, I, I don't think you're staying there anymore. I know your your uh, your your location has changed here, but I assumed the the yawning portal would forward your letter. I'm guessing. Um, not well, and he smiles. What are you doing right now? <laughs> Alex. Yes. And this isn't a critique. I'm asking because my memory, I don't remember. Does Devil Star, does he have a voice is my question. 
Yes. Yes, he does. Ask me if I remember it. I don't remember it either. That's the problem. There we go. Hey, hey, follow-up question. Has Dave Starsong ever met Gareth? Like, does he know, recognize me at all? You know what's funny is he hasn't. The only two people he's met have been Mel and Arnold. But I have absolutely 100% for sure heard of Devil Star Song. I think I to could... the point of like eye rolling. Wait, wait, wait. was he there in the uh, mortuary, like the funeral place? Was he there? He was, or... but Gareth was dressed up as one of Star That's Song's right. goons. And, and so, so I don't think okay. Star Song would have taken a second glance at him. Okay. Yeah, so I, I really think that's helping my case of just kind of strolling past. I'm gonna hold like, Gareth. I'm gonna hold you in place for now while I do the scene with Mel. Just, I know you're continuing to walk. I don't want oh, you yeah, to just that, walk fine. past him, but I'm. I want to keep Mel in the in the spotlight for a second. No problem. All right. So where did what did he asked what I was doing right now? Right. Yeah. Um. He hit you with the you up text. Right. <laughs> what you doing? Um. Well, I. I don't. I don't think I'm doing anything you know we we haven't been home maybe that's why i missed your your message i was gonna call i was i mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just you know life um i would love to get home and and change before we go what what is this state what did you have in mind well uh first of all these are for you and he swings these roses around and he's he notices mel that they're wet and actually you see him like look up there's a daze that like passes in front of his eyes and he like almost notices that it's raining for the first time um and he gently blows on the roses and shakes them and suddenly they're dry and he hands them to you and says these are uh for you i was thinking we could maybe get a cup of coffee nearby there's actually an incredible tavern not quite up to the level of your establishment, I'm sure, called Ale Be Back around the corner. I hear their coffee's quite good. And this is, Arnold this does is a joke. This is a joke. Arnold listen, listen, immediately. Listen. Gareth pulls out a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm told the proprietor of that establishment sucks shit. Uh, but I thought we could get a cup of coffee and just chat. I hear you've been, uh, maybe, maybe you've been up to some um, interesting, and then now his eyes dart sideways to Gareth. And he says some interesting stuff lately since we've talked. Um, why don't you um, come with us to our establishment and, and our bartender can get you a drink. I can change and then we can just grab a drink together at one of the tables at, um, at Troll Skull. Make a persuasion check, please, Mel. Oh, now here's the thing. I thought she, my she really have to make a persuasion check because she's him. she is kind of just like inviting this man over to her place technically because she does live at Droll Skull. I didn't say it's it wasn't perfect. a. I didn't say it wasn't a persuasive pers- persuasion. I, I didn't say that the lo- I didn't say that you could pass with a two. Like yeah. I mean like yeah, it's a low fine. check. We <laughs> gotta make roll, the roll. A, We gotta roll a die occasionally in this game. <laughs> Let me see. You know what's funny? My friends fucking hate this shirt. Why? Why? They think it's uh, stupid, cringe millennial humor, and I hate to say that you guys thinking it's funny kind of proves their point, but... I didn't think it's funny. I think it's a cool shirt. Dude, yeah. Yeah, me too. That's why I bought it. All right. Diana. 
It's only a nine. Oof. Okay. All right. Um, more. I was hoping my my face would give me like an added advantage, but what a wild suggestion. I mean, you I know what? It. Hot take. What if Mel, not Diana, but what if Mel is just like ugly? <laughs> uh, I think he nods right right off the jump. He nods and says, "Um, yes, yes, of course. I would, I would, I would love that. Frankly, um, you just just at the end of the alley here, just that big building right at the end. Is it that big building right at yes, the end? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sorry." The one with the neon sign that says Troll Skull Tavern. First yeah. ever invented. I do neon vaguely sign. recall that we had the neon. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, guys yeah, had neon like invented. I think sign. I think we I think we fantasied it up as like um like like arcane like pixie dust or some shit. Yeah, some yeah, shit. Some but you like have that. a neon sign that says Troll Skull, and there's like an arrow. <laughs> yeah, it says oh it has open where it's just like O P E A yeah. O P E A you know. So um, um, go ahead, Mel. How does Josh Pat feel? You know what's curious is Josh Pat's a little a little on edge. He's um snooflin, sniffling at the air, and he's sitting like back towards your leg and his both of his ears are up. Okay. Uh Alex, so can so Arnold, having been completely ignored in this situation, uh like I like he he kinda wants to do, do like a look around like what am I am I invisible? Like, yeah. am I invisible right now? But, like, as I'm doing that... Like, no, it's I just see... that Mel is super hot. Of course. But do I see anything, like, would I see anything suspicious? Is there anyone else in the area that I could recognize or anything that seen, jumps out at me? Hit me with yeah, that real shifty guy try... All right. This real shifty guy trying to walk past David like he's not even there. Yeah. Uh, Gareth, I think you see Davil Starsong, like, look at you once um but it's really just like a passing glance like somebody looking at a stranger crossing the street yeah exactly like and i said i'm not being stealthy i'm being casual yeah he lets you go no problem i got 22. damn all right oh much better roll than mine i gotta drink more arnold you hear a you hear a uh roof tile slip from the from the roofs above you. Okay, uh, I look up. Do I see anything? You do not. Okay, fair. Um, I want to. Since real, I just looked around. Do I get an action still at all, or is yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. Looking because okay, okay. we're not in. Okay, no, no, no. Um, I want to. I want to send a message to Mel, which means like only she would hear it, and she could respond, and only I would hear it. Um, but I, I want to say I think there's someone watching from the roof. So Mel, you can you respond yeah, telepathically so to Arnold? Oh, you'll hear me. Yeah, no one else can hear you. Only me. It's like it's like I send it to you, you and you can send it back to me, but only me. Is there me. a limit to how? Yes, much it's 190 we characters. Can... <laughs> Unless you pay eight dollars. I meant I Mrs. know Blue. that Katie could do it ad infinitum in somebody's head, but I thought that Arnold's power was different. I think, right, it's, right. I think it's literally the same spell. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. So yeah, go ahead. Um, do your thing. Okay. Um. So okay. So he just said, I think that there's somebody watching us from the roof. Mm -hmm. Um. Did Did you see it in my head? Obviously. Okay. Um. Did Did you see some? Did you see somebody? Why do you think that? 
Okay. I mean, I know since we're not an initiative, is it cool if I cast like uh, cantrips, or is it like I don't know the rule there? I don't want to finish. Just keep let's finish it. the effect. Let's finish the message first, and then we'll do another spell in a minute. Okay. That you that way you don't have like concurrent spells because that gets messy. Yeah. Um. I mean, well, that, that's what I mean because like I'm pretty sure the message is just one to her, one back to me. Is it okay oh, if I go? Okay. Back? Like yeah you know, yeah because, we can go we can go again if you want to I can we telephone it yeah because I mean it is a cantrip and as long as we're not and that's why I'm leaving it to you of course um so so yeah so I say to her basically um I I heard someone something slip above it could have been an animal I'm very suspicious of what's going on right now but no, no. okay I'm gonna go um, home. <laughs> I'm gonna go so, home. <laughs> so um just, just based on everything that they've gone through and, and all that you know mel obviously will will trust arnold um and his i'm gonna say intuition even though it's failed us before a lot um a lot but hey, you know we're friends and, and recognize sounds right right he's he that. he you don't see many bees that's no, right for whatever reason i mostly see bees that's so true. i'm gonna i'm going to to trust that um so so i think that mel would kind of like i think at this point she might notice that josh pad is a little bit more alert because mm -hmm. now she's a little bit more so so i think she would step back a little bit mm, okay um and in kind of i'm trying to like maybe put her hand a little bit like she was gonna draw something um and and just be like you're lying to me are uh, is that an educated guess mel or an accusation i'm curious about you the, the tone that you that you say this to devil star song with just everything that they've been through. She's tired. She was excited to see him. Now she's hearing that it might be a ploy. She, she's frustrated. Um, and, and she's just not here for it, even though she's markedly less cranky now that she's feeling better. Um, so so it, it is um, a little bit of both, truthfully, just to kind of see how he reacts to mm. Just having it outright said to him because her experience with Dable Star Song is, is such that I mean they're both kind of I don't know the word I'm looking for because my Straight brain's shooters. Not today, but yes. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Um you see him so he he's been sort of like how do I phrase this in a way that makes sense? He straightens Mel. And you see his arms fall back to his sides and you see the wide smile that he's been affecting dim a little bit. And it almost seems to you in that moment like he resembles the him that you met the first time. Like this cheerful, what are you doing right now, trickster with the roses, is a side of Star Starsong that you, you'd never met before and was almost a little bit alarming to encounter because it's like, a, a departure from the norm, but he slides back into the cool reserve that you met the first time. And he says, yes, I am. Now, I want to say this right now, 100% honesty, I mean you no harm. And that's no trinket that man is, is holding in his pocket. And he points over his shoulder at Gareth, who's still walking towards Trollskull. Uh, Gareth, I think you're still within earshot if you'd like to do something. You can also keep walking. It's entirely your choice. 
I think, yeah, Gareth is just gonna, like, pretend like he didn't hear anything. Alright. Um, Mel is just gonna kind of, um, sort of like a, like, disbelief, sort of, like, just kind of a little bit of a laugh, but not a funny laugh, just like a, like a scoff that keeps happening type deal. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's yeah, a, something that's like a really that. good scoff. Uh, so then it was, it was, um, so, um, just gonna say, what's in his pocket? His many cargo pockets. Um, God knows what are in those things. Right, right. First of all, with all those pockets, fuck knows what he's carrying. <laughs> um, secondly, well, that's not um, a trinket he's carrying. Yeah, we know it's a live fish. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, you meant his other pocket? That's with the dead fish, and then the other one has. He's the got a hippo whole hippo hanging out the back. Whole ass hippo, just yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you fit it in there? Um, God knows. Magic. magic. Um, what's in his pocket or not in his pocket isn't your concern. <laughs> <laughs> it's something funny. <laughs> God, you stole every ounce of drama out of that scene that Diana and I were doing. I fucking love it. What happened? She was doing a whole monologue. <laughs> 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 you were so intentional with it. Too. Like, I know. Ah. <laughs> I was trying not to. I'm like, no, stay in it. Stay in it. I couldn't. I could not. I was also very focused. <laughs> yes. I need to cut him like that. It. Dun, dun, dun. No, no, do, do, do like a smash cut into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Diana will be talking every few seconds. Dun, dun, dun. Diana. Um, just the fucking Jaws music, the closer it gets to your I was mouth. Or like the Sonic music as it gets closer and then when it falls, then it's the death sound. Yeah, okay. So anyway, um, what is um what he has in his pocket isn't isn't any of your concern and you know I actually was going to call you it is a little bit my concern just like it's a little bit everyone's concern because your friend is essentially walking around with the world ender in his butt pocket in his cargo robes and i think that concerns all of us now i, I would like are to are you referring to the hippo because that could be a world ender i am referring to the hippo yeah everybody knows that he's carrying duke astrid destroyer of worlds in his back pocket that's and not no fantasy hippo in his pocket he got a real it's actual... a regular new york city zoo hippo <laughs> and <laughs> i I'm not a stupid man and I'm not a blind man. And I heard about the Waterdeep Rumble colon Downhill Fury. And I know that you beat Dominic Ferretto, the number one dragonborn seed. And I know what was in that rat's mouth. At no point did I say you were stupid or blind. At no point did I say anything about what is or isn't in his pockets other than it's not your concern, other than the hippo is everybody's concern. Um, and, right, and no, I have I, called animal you know, control. 
despair. Yeah, and they're cowering and, in fear. And, uh... <laughs> cut, cut to the corner. There's an animal control unit cowering in fear. In <laughs> also, everybody knows. Everybody knows what was in the rat's mouth. Uh, it was Gareth. <laughs> okay. Yep. 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 That is true. Um, and and I think that you need to go, Arnold. Oh, I was gonna say. So can Arnold? I'm just curious. I, like, I just wanna, I wanna cast minor illusion. And be like, do you mean this? And just kind of like pull up a like an um, obviously magical illusion of the thong holding the <laughs> holding the the stone of galore. And just okay. be like, do you are you talking about this? And just, I just wanna, I just wanna see how he responds to that. That's all. He slits your throat, Arnold. He cuts your brains. <laughs> right he instantly your just pulls out a knife and just. <laughs> Um, I, you see a flash of, I think in the moment, Arnold, it's tough to say if it's intelligence or greed flash through his eyes. And he points at it. And then he looks over his shoulder at the rogue. And there's a moment where clearly his attention is is torn because he's not quite sure who's got the real one and he advances a step on you arnold and mm -hmm. says this is i want to be i want to play all my cards on the table i know that none of this is my business as a as you from your opinion from your perspective i'm way out of pocket here but you're carrying something that's going to end everything we know. And I, I, I just, here? because I well, want to make sure that it's in the right hands. By the way, as David- It's is, in my left hand. As David- In my pocket. <laughs> as David is saying, this Gareth's head has gotten so big, he's now falling over. <laughs> All the power is just, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Gareth starts voguing on his way to Troll Skull. <laughs> yeah. Gareth tells some random shop owner to bow. <laughs> okay. Um. So can Arnold... Okay, so Arnold at that point when he says that would say, we're doing our best with what we have. And I'd put it in my pocket. Like, mm -hmm. imagine putting it in my pocket and be like, but we want to do the right thing can you tell us what you know about this thing i think listen i i respect your position you have you have been on this hunt almost as long as i have all i would like is to accept my lady's invitation to sit down at a table in there and talk about it no tricks just me myself alone and you three so just on the roof that's what i was about to say go ahead yes so so do you say that diana like in yes okay um the corner of his mouth turns down in a slight frown and then he turns and says sebastian come on out here uh you too jarl and uh froderick as well Yarl Balgruff. Um, Mel, you see a lank-haired, 
hooded archer slide into view on the rooftop, like literally slide down the roof tiles and catch himself nimbly uh, against like a hook on a gutter and hang from one hand. He's got a short bow in the other with four arrows knocked onto You it. had a sniper up there. That and then from the, so alley- cool, from the alleyway next to Arnold, you hear a deep bass rumble and a figure stands up from behind the three boxes and crates that it was hiding behind and it's six and a half feet tall uh four feet wide at the shoulder covered in short tan fur as you recognize a bugbear step out of the shadows it's holding like a crude club in one hand and gareth from underneath like i in uh troll skull alley there are a number of businesses that are like basements that have like stairwells down from the street popping up from one of these stairwells you see a black leather clad uh essentially bandit with two daggers step up and he's spinning both of these daggers in his across his fingers nimbly like he's literally spinning them like coins. does he also cut himself because the last time that nah he actually looks cool as hell something. about it actually <laughs> what an asshole um, they all uh, show up and, and lower their weapons. The, you see this. You see the archer like tuck his arrows into his quiver. The bugbear lowers his club, and um, Sebastian, I think, is just like tossing these continues daggers. Continues looking cool as fuck. Yeah, it's, so, true. it's true. So, so Mel would obviously still be on guard. Um, did you come to try to kill us, Captain Starsa? I came to talk to you and I came to make sure the stone stays with you. You Can are... I tell if he's lying? Yeah, roll an inside check, Bestie. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, it's fine. Here, I'll keep going while you roll and then you can tell me okay. what you roll at the end. Sure, sure. You are, right now, I don't know if you know it or not, the most important people not only in <laughs> Water Deep, but in... I can in... tell you that we all know it. The yeah, entire obviously. Sword Coast. The I mean, level... we're the only we're the, we're only the player, player characters. characters. <laughs> All right, what'd you get, Diana? Fifteen. Um, he's shooting straight with you. I think there is a level of disappointment that you can catch in his face. Um, I think that that like one corner of his mouth turning down into a frown, uh, and he sort of like glances to the side. Like clearly, he does. He he's not thrilled at being caught in this position of. Uh, you know, maybe he's used to having the power in these exchanges or he's used to having his men um, continue to stay hidden. So he's clearly got the the uh, the, uh, the losing hand, at least in this exchange. We caught him with his pants down, you could say. You could say you caught him with his pants down, but um, he's not, he's not like full on lying to your face. Naked. He's, oh. His dick is not hanging out. Like, his dick on. is not out. Dead boxers. <laughs> this is a family show, Anthony. This is a family Christian show. It is, you're right. Speaking of that, I have to go to the bathroom soon. Uh, are we close? Bathroom break it is. We'll come back. Okay. Thank you. I gotta go whiz out of my star dog. <laughs> Stop. Mid-roll time. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for sticking with us to the halfway point of the episode. I'm sure it's a banger. I have no idea, personally, because I'm recording this way in the past. But because you're here with us halfway, I assume it's dope as heck. Uh, today's mid-roll is going to be brought to you by 
a snooty Harvard professor because I, Alexander James, have been bringing too much of myself to these midrolls. So please enjoy a snooty Harvard professor. <clears throat> I'm terribly busy and haven't the slightest time for this, so uh, you'll excuse me if I make this brief. These ding, uh, these Dungeons and Dragons players are playing a uh, fantasy imagination game called Waterdeep Dragon Heist. It has been penned by uh, Christopher Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and Michelle Carter. Um, lovely academics all. I'm quite familiar with Chris Perkins's publication on uh, hemoglobin as it relates to a global pandemic. It was a delightful paper. I found it a little, uh, a little erudite, uh, but there's no, there's no disrespecting somebody for writing a paper written for the common man. Um, I'm told that if you would like to get into the imagination game of Dungeons and Dragons, you can go to www.wizards.dnd.com. Uh, last week on the show, uh, these Dungeons and Dragons players had a gentleman called Travis on. Um, they were doing a sort of uh, an homage to Mario Kart and Fast and the Furious. And I will say, despite being a snooty Harvard academic, uh, Travis made the entire episode very much better and actually enjoyable to listen to for once. Uh, Travis is a member of the Bar Banter podcast at the Bar Banter on Twitter.com. They uh, tackle all of the important issues of the day as it relates to uh, the zeitgeist and the pop charts. If you, for some reason, have lost complete hold of your senses and would like to become a character on Critically Stupid, you are more than welcome to tweet at CritStupid or uh, tag them in a video on TikTok, or uh, I believe it is called Instagram. Um, these are all, of course, social media sites that uh, are only adding to the decay of our moral society and the attitude and patience that our youth has today. But if you were on these social media sites, you can tag at CritStupid and uh, tell them what you thought of the most recent episode. Tell them if you like their imagination game or the crude bathroom humor jokes that they tell. And you could end up as a future character on the show. If you are a fan of this Dungeons & Dragons imagination show and you watch it on www.youtube.com, I'm told it would make a great deal of difference if you could leave a subscription on the page that you saw this video on, if you could like the video, and if you listen to it audio only because you're actually engaged with regular skills that matter, uh, if you could leave a rating and a review, I'm told it would help the show very much, and uh, assist in uh, Alex the DM and Arnold Stevelson and Gareth and whoever Meliora is in... Um, ascending to what they've assured me will be world-famous ranking quite soon. So um, as your resident snooty Harvard professor, thank you for sticking with us so far. I'm very curious as to why I'm here and why I'm doing this, but um, thank you for rating and reviewing and subscribing, and I wish you a very solemn and pleasant day. Thank you. I'm already breaking. You haven't even said anything. I'm Would you sorry. Pull your shit together. All right. All right. Here it is. I was sitting in the hot seat on a summer's day, and I was thinking to myself as I stared at the blinds in my lonely second floor apartment, a squalid heap of a rat's nest, if I ever do say so myself. I thought, damn, Alex, if only you had a dame strutting in here with a hot Libra Sarcana offer in her pocket, and maybe something else, maybe something a little bit more friendly, a little something to help those lonely nights slide down smooth as a whistle. And then, just as suddenly, a chime of the clock, 7.30, a knock at the door, 
the aforementioned bit dame. That was so oh, close. Alex, you're out. Damn it. Out of here. Come in, I say, as she struts into my smoke-filled lounge. I have a job for you, she says, as she slams down the newest set of Miasma Libris Arcana dice. What is it? I look at her, cold in the eye. You see, my husband, he's always... Uh, uh, sorry, I've been smoking for 72 years on this earth here. My husband, I think he's been seeing someone else. I can't tell. I've been coming home every night, and there are different dice in the bed, different dice in the pillow, different dice in the sheets. Not my dice. My dice are nice. These dice are from the streets. I tell you. I'll tell you where. I don't know where you get these dice, and that's what I want to know. I got to know where they come from. Uh, I stare out the window as I listen to this heart-wrenching case, and I know for a fact that those weren't no Libra kind of dice in them sheets. Only a rascallion or scoundrel would do some sort of underhanded deal like that. Now, the only place an upstanding gentleman like myself and this dame, who is not a gentleman but just as upstanding, the only place they get their dice is LibrasArcana.com. Alright, everybody go to LibrasArcana.com. They have dice, they have uh, book covers for people that have D&D books, of which I am not one. Um, they have, you can get your dice in a subscription every month, or you can just get one. Uh, use our discount code, that's STUPID20, that's 20% off anything uh, at Libris Arcana. Libris Arcana, Dames for Life. Cool. Now I really wish you'd like dressed up as Alex for your... I kind of, I you put could on a just, he, like, you, you could just ooze right into, that's, that is true, that's true. I dressed not, up, the DM has to dress fancy. It's not my fault he is, he hasn't got this drip. I will kill you with my bare hands. <laughs> Alright, let's jump, let's jump back into it. Uh, welcome dear listener, we return, refreshed, and revitalized, and revisited by the ghosts of Hippo's past, um, what? How did we end before the pee break, Anthony? Do you remember? We they he Devil 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 Stardong. Oh, I had done a um an insight yeah. to see if he was okay. lying. So and let's you let's, were, let's jump right back so, into that. Um, so, um, Diana, you have just uh let's just jump in with the information I gave you. He doesn't like being caught in a in a lower right. hand. Um, uh, okay, so um. Okay. Um, if your goons stay out here, then yes, I will have a drink with you. Done. Yes. Amazing. Incredible. No goons allowed in Troll Skull. Mm. 86 the goons. Heard. Wait, but who's going to watch me perform? I want an audience. Like, couldn't they just come in and have some drinks? They could spend no. some money. Did you see there? Did you see the weapons? Arnold? Well, hold on. I'd like to believe that Trollskull has an outdoor stage for like nice weather. <laughs> it is actively pissing rain. I didn't say that it Which is, is also nice a weather. I'm just saying we have an outdoor stage for <laughs> it. Arnold doesn't give a shit about the rain. Oh. Diana, that was probably the best timed joke you've ever had in your time here. I'm mad as hell about it. I'm going to be so honest, I didn't hear it. I'm very it's because you were still it? talking. 
I never shut the fuck up, and I'm the worst. Diana, please tell me what you I think. like to think I've had other time jokes. It's just that nobody listens to me. It's a year later, and nobody listens to me. I got a sweet setup so people can hear me. Doesn't matter. Nobody fucking listens. Well, here I've asked twice to hear what you said, and you've just complained oh, so about he how said it was. Yeah, it's turnabout's fair play. Um, he said that it was just pissing rain, and I said it. It's also a free action. Ah, nice. <laughs> it was funnier in the moment. I still uh, thought um, it funny. I laughed. Yeah. No, the goons stay outside. Actually, okay. they could just go home wherever uh, their home may be. I will. I will send. I will send the boom raiders home. Gentlemen, and he makes like a like a like a circling sound, and with nary a scaper, they disappear. Like the archer hops up over the roof and disappears into the clouds. Um, Arnold, you see the bugbear just like gently recede into the shadows of the alleyway. Oh, kind of like uh, that Homer Simpson meme. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Gareth, you see the you see the knife wielding bandit point over your shoulder, and then when you turn to look, he's gone. When you look back. That smooth motherfucker, that bastard. <laughs> okay. I like to I like to imagine that like he points and I don't turn around, but he just like vanishes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you continue to make eye contact, and he just like evaporates like, like a back in to between the blinks. Picture. He just okay. Uh, so I think uh, as the as we've initiated the scene, Gareth, you're going into Trolls Call first because you've got a a, a far lead on everybody. Um, it is. You know, 10 o'clock in the morning on a rainy spring day. So there is a little bit of trade in Troll Skull. There's some people drinking coffee, sitting at tables. Floon is there exactly where he's supposed to be, handing out breakfast I think the pastries. I think, I think the library part is much more busy than the bar part. I would for sure agree. The bar is deserted, and there's two or well, three on. tables. No, no, no. Deserted. Really? We don't have a few dedicated alcoholics. Right, like regulars, but... Are there from bar from, hang the on. bar clothes? This is Dungeons and Dragons. Let me roll for how many alcoholics you have dedicated to your bar. I did I actually I did 34. Actually yeah. roll, I did actually roll in that one. So you have zero alcoholics dedicated to your bar. You guys have got to step it up. I'm All right, that's it. Not carding isn't enough. We're advertising directly to kids. <laughs> Vodka and juice boxes. So I, I imagine in like one of those Capri Sun things. Oh yeah, for exactly. sure, for sure. Uh, Mel, I'd like to put you in the driver's seat for the scene. How would you like this conversation with Devil Star Song to go? Do you want to make him wait for a long time while you go upstairs and take your time to change, let him stew? Do you want to just hop right into the conversation? How would your character go about it? Um, at this point, I, I mean, she knows it's not actually like a date. Um, so, so she just wants to get it over with. She's, I mean, she actually liked him, so she's a little upset and she just wants to hear what he has to say and then let him be gone. And then she can cry into her fantasy Ben and Jerry's and, you know, <laughs> what girls do. Uh, so, so she would just gesture to a table and, um, probably like make a motion at Floon to bring over beverages or whatever. Okay. Can I can I kind of I know that you typically act for Floon here, but I like to imagine that he like is so bad at like reading the room. He's just like, "Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Troll Skull. What can I get started for you?" You know what I happens? Recommended you know what happens is Floon rolls up and you see him 
Gareth, you see him like slap a fully soaking wet dish towel across his shoulder and just like spray the whole bar behind him with a bunch of water. There's like and a big like like there's mark a stain on his, on his shirt um, and like all down his back because oh, it's yeah. like dripping. And he says, "Oh, what's going on, lovebirds? Didn't realize I was interrupting." Ah. Uh, my name's Lou. <laughs> I'm like, gonna be taking care of you. Uh, what can I get you like, started today? M I L D I. He like fucks up their names, how they're spelled. D I V I L D D A. What um, can he get you, Mel? Just coffee, and try not to drug it this time. Okay, black coffee, standard order for malicious uh what about you bro uh and devil star Sun clears his throat and says um i will be having black coffee as well no cream zero sugar and feel free to drug him i will be paying for the ladies as well oh by the way gareth is personally oh. <laughs> making their drinks he doesn't okay. trust Floon for this. So Floon goes back to, I think Gareth like hops behind the uh, uh, the the coffee bar to, to make these drinks. Floon um, grabs them and, and comes back. And uh, on his way over, uh, Diana, Captain Davil Starsong, leans back in his chair and he looks at you and his eyes are a little bit troubled. And he says, this is, I understand you, you have no cause to believe me, but this is not how I wanted this to go. I feel like I've, I feel like I've intimated that this is somehow a cheaper experience than I intended. Based on the goons outside, my impression of how you wanted this to go was very poorly for my friends and, and me. So why don't you just say what you need to say? Hmm. All right, that's fair. Would you like your two companions here, or is this strictly a you and me scenario? That was a date, didn't you? Oh, he I said it was a date. She has said nothing of the sort. No, not anymore. I mean, she's just hurt again. Fantasy Ben and Jerry's and full sure. on just writing crossing out all like the hearts she was drawing in the margins oh, of her, where she God. was like mrs captain star song like just just screw yeah exactly just just all gone in the yearbook there was like a big heart around yeah this, yeah, the yeah now she's ripping the ripping his face out and yeah it's a whole thing she's uh, writing like sad messages next to where he signs so this scene is going to be between Davil Starsong and Mel. That's fine. I would like to know what Gareth and Arnold are doing because I want them to be at least peripherally involved if they want to be. Yeah. Um. Sorry, let me very like noisily close this bag of Cheetos. I'm sorry. I'm actually gonna put you it off to the mic. Arnold, you... you go first. I like the idea that Arnold would, um, I mean, obviously he's not super aware in these moments socially sure. about, you know, the, these sort of situations. Uh, he just pulls up a fucking chair. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so Arnold would 100% pull up right next to his friend, Dable Starsong. And because at this point, he's a little uh, suspicious of Dable, doesn't recognize any of that date stuff that was happening at all. Like, it's just sitting next to him, just like, so what's going on with this stone? Even though no one's talking to Arnold at the moment. All right, all right. I'm into it. I'm into it. 
He's trying to be an adult. He's sitting at the adult table, even he's, though he's sitting at the kids' table. He has invited himself to the adult table. Exactly. So, Davil turns to you and says, Okay, how much do you know about the Stone of Galore? Not what you've heard, not what, you, not what other people who have their own agendas have told you. How much do you know? Gareth will wander over now, by the way, just so we're all in the conversation. Okay, cool. So, so okay, so like is he, he's asking Arnold. So Arnold, Arnold says, uh, if you're asking me what I personally inherently know about this stone that I haven't heard from other human or creatures in the world, zero things is what I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know so, the approximate I know, weight I know from the, holding it. I know what it. I looks know the like. color. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Uh, okay. I can, greenish. I can tell Let's you. Let's just we, pretend we all know nothing, yes. and you tell us what you know. Thank you. I'm with Mel, 100 on this, as you should have been. I can't believe you. How dare you? By the way, I'm on Elf's team. I also still have, I still have, very high hopes for myself and this lady. Uh, this is an unfortunate circumstance that I'm hoping will be a funny story later when we're both happily murdering people head of our own band of brigands however for now we seem to find ourselves on opposite side of the blades of fate so i will persevere the stone of galore of fate. i want to fall in love with you <laughs> the stone of Back galore <laughs> is the key to a vault that where is this vault exactly and i take out a pen and I just... I don't know. Nobody knows. The only Worth person... It. Get out of here! <laughs> the only person... Listen to me. The only person who knows is currently dead. I am one of very few people who knows that he is dead. The person who knows, or knew, I should say, is Daigult Neverember, the former open lord of Waterdeep, the one who embezzled half a million gold dragons and hid it somewhere in the city. He... Oh, uh, you mean to say that a mysterious amount of gold is missing mysteriously and this also mysterious vault that we don't know where to this couldn't possibly be a coincidence could it i understand how ridiculous this sounds i understand this sounds like an episode of soon to be world famous dungeons and dragons real play comedy podcast critically stupid but i assure no, you I've... this is no laughing matter i've actually heard that are uh, pretty good the beginning yeah, episodes are pretty rough, but they really, really get going. They're a little rough until season two, but then they really hit the, hit the gas. What I'm telling you is a lot of people still think Daigle Neverember is alive and wandering out in the world somewhere, including his oldest son, Rainier. Rainier that seems fucking crazy. I wouldn't believe a goddamn word he says. That man, you should stay well away from. This is not a joke. I think he might be one of the most dangerous people in this city. But you he seems no to idea. think... Excuse me. He seems to think that his father will come back someday and and give him a, a, a leg up and tell him he's done a good job and that he's been a good boy and that all of his fucking problems will be solved. His dad is at the bottom of the ocean right now. We didn't see him while we were down there. I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> Or maybe we did. I don't know. Was he perhaps eaten by like a very sexy lionfish? Mm. God, that was the sexiest lionfish we've ever had on the show, hands down. That's like the show. To be fair, 
the only lionfish we've had on the show. It How was also dare the you ugliest. talk shit about Jamie Jackson right now? I don't. Whatever. Uh, um. Here, here's the thing, right? So you're telling me from your perspective that Diggle Never Ramber is dead, fully dead, a hundred percent dead. Rainier is a crazy man for believing he is alive. Yes. And you're also telling me that there is only one person, a single one individual lonesome human being who knows where the vault is, who is now fully, completely dead. Uh, no, I'm telling you, nobody knows the vault, but the, but yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, it kind of uh, sounds like a fucking moot point then. I don't know what the big deal is. Wait, I mean... wait, 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 wait. So Arnold steps forward and he's like, I've... Guys, guys, um, so you're so sure, is it because you happen to know where his body is? Because if you do, I, my friends and I have spoken to dead people before. We could probably figure out a way to do it again. Uh, I have no doubt, Master Bard, that you have uh, many occult contacts in the city. There is no way that you are going to speak to this man. He died legions out to see. legions he died leagues out Please. to sea his body is his body is how? gone how did he die Drowning, uh, probably. his ship was attacked by something in the ocean um but what it what matters know, is dying sorry dying at sea is like the old timey equivalent of dying off screen i don't buy it right <laughs> The stone of galore is not a stone. It's not a gemstone. It is a powerful magical artifact that knows itself where the vault is. You can ask it. And I will caution you. Listen, I am alone here and unarmed except for my affection for one of you. But is it me? I was going to say Arnold <laughs> starts to blush. Plastic. Yeah. Everybody we, starts to blush except Mel. Like, oh my god! Like uh, other customers in the store are just like, oh my god! <laughs> Floon faints. Just, um, <laughs> I am not here to take the stone from you. My men have left. It is only I, and I assure you that I mean you no harm. I simply wish to tell you that. The stone you are holding is not a stone, and it is potentially the most dangerous thing ever created. Can you ask it other questions besides where the vault is, like a magic eight ball? It is a magical artifact that you can attune to if your, if the power of your soul can rise to the mark. But if you were, if the power of your soul can't, if you, if it deems you not fit or or not strong enough. It will destroy you completely. And that is why I'm here, because I don't wish harm upon you. I know that you mean essentially good to the people of the city, the same way that I and the Zentarim do. And so I wish to help you in any capacity that I can. You know what? I think, personally, as somebody with no authority or leading say in the stone, Whatsoever. In fact, really, Arnold should be the one saying it because he has it. 
in his pocket. I'm already speaking to it. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to interrupt whatever sorry, you're been talking about. We've been having a conversation this whole We've time. We've been having a whole, yeah, the whole We're time. <laughs> Me and the Stone and Galore are, are boys. We're I call him Gal. We're going to go see Barbie this weekend. <laughs> I was more into Oppenheimer at the time, but I've been convinced at this point. The Stone is into Barbie, and I believe it. Like, That's let's right. do this. Uh, but, but anyway, um... Uh, what the fuck was that? Oh, it, wait, first of all, I when I asked, like, if I we could ask other questions, did he, re like, say yes or no? Because he just kind of talked about our soul. He didn't, he didn't answer yes or no. Okay. Um, what is your part in all this, Captain Star Song? My organization would obviously benefit from a surprise donation of half a million gold dragons. It would help our charitable causes throughout the land. It would help us consolidate our organization. Um, Listen, I hate to interrupt, but you have to know we're not giving you a fucking penny, right? <laughs> I understand. The lady, the lovely lady, asked me what my part in this was, and I was answering her. All right, fair enough. Continue. There are people in the city that can help you attune to this item. They are few and far between, and each of them is as unscrupulous as the last, but I think there are a handful that can actually help you. Have you ever heard of a noblewoman by the name of Ramalia Haventree. Oh, this fucking bitch. Hello? <laughs> wait, Excuse I forgot. Do we me? like Wait, do we like her? We actually work for her, don't we? I mean like, well, we we lie <laughs> about working who, who, for her. Wait, no. Who, oh, oh. No, I'm thinking of the other one who's like house we broke into during that party and whose Brawl husband Hunt. died. Brawl Brawl Hunt. Hunt. Sorry. I got Haventree was uh the Harpers. Yeah, it's very good, Bestie. Yeah, I got my noble I got my noblewoman mixed up. And if I recall the Harpers were actually like a charitable organization, which is how we knew that the they're other a, they're a spy weren't. network, but they're but they're legendarily for They're the, like good for guys. The good. Yeah. Right, right, versus the other so, ones. Okay. Can Arnold step forward and be like, Yes, we are familiar with her. We are spies, as you can see by our costumes. I mean uniforms. I mean we don't have uniforms, I've been informed. Oh, I'm sorry, Arnold. I didn't realize you were wearing your spy beanie. That was actually information that would have been good for me to. to no, have. no, no, no. Oh, it's I, not a beanie. It's a ski mask that's just been rolled up. So <laughs> and I and I cast. I yeah. I cast minor illusion to look like that whenever I or just to have the beanie whenever I. Sure, cast. sure. I like to imagine that Arnold is just naked all the time and casting minor <laughs> illusion for clothes. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's so funny. So no, he's just like not in like a sexual way. It's just for like fit changes. Whenever sure. the the call the the need arises, he doesn't have to waste time to change. He just snaps his hands and his fucking... yeah. It's like all right, couldn't, couldn't he do that anyway? Like, like... Little, he does like a little twirl, and now he's like in a suit. Like he doesn't have to be naked for that though. Like, couldn't he just do that anyway? It's yes. a family show, is all I'm saying. Family yes, show. it is a family show. No dicks out, please. Um, yeah. No star dogs. Holy shit! It's a family show. No dicks out, please. Episode title contender, please. And listen, Twitter. Twitter doesn't like the dicks out references, but I like them. Bestie, Lady Ramaya Haventree. 
Devil Star Song was talking to you. And Loki has been this whole time, and Arnold and Gareth have just yeah. been, like, interrupting. Yeah, and I've Loki been trying to talk to him, too, and it just hasn't been going very well. Um, ben, am I right? Right. I'm... Okay, so he said that he... I'm sorry, refresh me. There was so much other shit going on. He, he was working. Uh, there are a number of people that can help you attune to the Stone of Galore. Uh, almost all of them are unscrupulous and may or may not betray you, but he recommends one called Lady Romalia Haventree. And he's asked if you've ever heard of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've heard of her. Why would we trust her or or you at this point? I, I mean, the, the Zentrim and the Xanathar have been tearing this entire city apart with their pointless gang war. And, and we're supposed to believe that you just happen to work for, for the good side? We've lost so much. We've lost so much. Why, why would I listen to you now? Uh, <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't Starts realize crying. you knew about the feud between the Xanathar. Literally, and the everybody mean, knows every about it, Captain. Literally, everybody knows. There are like bodies on the streets. There's with, bodies. Like, Places have the, been the gang blown names up, embroidered uh, <laughs> into their chests. In All fact, right. there's a big banner that says "Gang War." <laughs> I will I will admit that the collateral damage has gotten a little out of hand on both sides. However, you don't have to trust the Zentarim. You barely have to trust me, although I hope one day to earn your trust as well as your affection. I if there's one thing you take if there's two things you take from this conversation, it's that you you cannot attune you, you can not attune to this item alone it will destroy each of you please please don't try and the well, second don't thing threaten me with a good time but continue is that the person leading the xanathar gang is the worst entity i have ever encountered in my life. His Second name. only to the stone that one of you has in your pockets. The name of the leader of the Zentrum gang, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> it's Xanathar. And no, Jeffrey Bezos runs uh, the guild. Amazon. 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 <laughs> Which, um, which side would above table because my memory which one was sylvie with was Sylvia's on Zan Syl sylvia xanathar does she head the xanathar somebody died she is in charge of a cell drunk with power yeah she is in charge of a cell but you did actually to your point bessie you heard somebody um remark upon uh sylvie and the star song incident um a couple episodes ago that's what i thought um so I guess I would say, um, you know, we've had a few run-ins ourselves with with the Xanathar. The, uh, Sylvie, in 
particular, I've reason to believe you're also familiar with her. You see his lips curl back in a sneer. And he turns and spits on the floor. Floon, clean that up. Really? Floon dives straight up, like over the bar, under the table, <laughs> towel first. And, um... Well, I don't care for her either, but okay. that doesn't mean someone has to clean this up. I, I like the idea of him catching it before it hits the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's like a whole Matrix scene. He, like, dives out. <laughs> Dable Starsong says, I will not sully the roof of my mouth with that woman's name, but she is a twice poxed witch of a woman, and I hope the wheels of her wheelchair fall out while she's rolling down the street. Um. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know, we don't care for her either. You. You can call her what you want if it's you don't want her name to sully your mouth. But yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But what happened? There was, as you might remember, an incident with my ship and a certain nimble right that exploded it. I was in the process of building a new ship. I had acquired a small amount of coin and had uh, transferred it under very legal means to the city treasury to rebuild a ship. And God damn it, if that woman didn't show up with her band of brigands the very next day, and extort me for all of the cash I had on board, or they would burn it to the ground. Now, I am not an unreasonable man. I understand that I have been caught in several scenarios that many would deem not ideal, and I know how to effectively negotiate for my life and the lives of my crew, so I agreed to transfer a large sum of money to the Xanathar Guild, despite it tasting like battery acid in the back of my lips. And then, as soon as she saw the glint of my gold in the daytime, she set my ship on fire anyway and killed 26 of my men in broad daylight. Did you kill her? Nope. She wheeled away before I could get the chance. She's very fast on that wheelchair. (laughs) Does she have, like, fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have to cut that out, but god damn it. Holy shit! <laughs> anyway, any hoosies? Any hoosies? Um, can you? What is the war about? Simply, money. <laughs> And a power that may or may not have the ability to destroy worlds and planes. But this is... That's so weird. For a second, I was like, 
worlds, planets, and also aerial Airplane. vehicles, specifically. God. Uh, yeah, Lufthansa. That's what this fight's about. <laughs> the last time Jess and I made lots of plane jokes, you got mad at us. That was so funny. Because Garion was in the middle of trying to construct a bit, and the two of you were just on the side saying, like, Southwest. United. We thought it was <laughs> I'm pretty sure at one time, I, I, I think I did what Arnold did with the I'm going to shake you, except I'm way less cool and polite and probably just said, I'm going to kill myself. I think you did, actually. Um, all right, Bessie, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up this scene with the Evil Star song. Um, what what uh, hard and fast information do you want from him? Well, I was trying to think of what might be relevant, which is why I was trying to get down to, like, what is the whole fucking gang war about? Um, but it seems like that's not really too crucially important. It just seems like there's two sides fighting, other than they're fighting for possession of the stone. Yeah, that's basically um, what it boils down to. Yeah, because oh, they want the power, um, I would how assume. About how about... Who told you that we even have the stone? Because we are still looking for it. He saw Arnold put it in his. Oh yeah, let's try that again. Who told you that? Who did? Who told you that we have the stone? Uh, a number of Zentrum agents were uh, enrolled in the Waterdeep Rumble colon downhill fury for the prize money. You might not know this, but we're actually an esports team as well. Our Overwatch team is killing it right now. But um, there were a like number... Maybe, maybe if the Centrum were less interested in soapbox racing and more interested in getting the Stone of Galore, we wouldn't have it right now. You know, the, thing, the crazy thing is they funnel millions of gold boobies into their Waterdeep Rumble. That's what. That's actually what they need. That's actually what they need the money for is to get <laughs> new, new gaming chairs for the eSports team. <laughs> but yes, Bessie, essentially... Um, <laughs> oh no no sorry i answered that um yeah uh gary and they had they had racers in the race so they saw the rat they saw you they saw all of the events of last episode i tried as soon as you told me that the rat let go i tried so hard to interrupt you and be like okay i hide it i hide it i put it away i hide it oh no alas so the stone can destroy worlds and various different um, airliners. Um, Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and is also the, the key to this vault of this embezzled coin. It's so weird that just a key is also yeah. Armageddon, I guess. Talk to Lady Romalia Haventree. She is unlike me and a good person with no blood on her hands. And to... she will have the answers for you. My lady, your hands are sullied with blood and I would yes, love the are. taste of them someday. Ew. No, I think Mel might, might be here for that. Diana's a little bit like hello biohazard, but but like what's a little biohazard between be, lovers? Right? I mean, to be fair, whatever. Um So do we need anything else from 
Mr. Stardong. Did we, did we hit the ask... important parts? Sometimes I don't always know. No, you've I've, you've hit the highlights. Yeah. Can, can Arnold wants to just ask Stardong. Um. <laughs> so like, if like, okay. Uh. You know. Uh. Obviously, we we have to talk about this. There's you've said a lot of things, and honestly. I've, I've never recognized how many terrible people are in the Zenthurium um, until you you started saying this. Uh, I'm starting to feel like I'm on your side, but how can we come into contact with you? Like, how can I find you if we need to talk about this later? Yeah, can I have your number? I'm trying uh, to get messages. I think Mel technically has it. Mel does have, so he's gonna, so he's gonna say, um, the lovely lady does have okay. my uh, my contact information. Although, should you need it, I uh I would welcome you to ask her. Okay, wonderful. Uh, I I I hate to say like we need you to leave at this moment immediately. Um, but that thing that I just said. Is but we very do true. need you to leave this moment immediately. Actually, he yeah. stands up and um. I think he 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 stands up, scooches his chair in, and then he leans down to kiss mel's cheek with consent and then mel you hear him whisper in your ear as he's kissing your cheek trust no one and then he uh he does something in front of you that you on, on the table that you don't he does something on the table in front of you <laughs> that you don't catch and he slaps his dick <laughs> on the table <laughs> He slaps his star dog. <laughs> Trust no one. <laughs> Not even hard. It's just his soft penis. This fully flaccid star dog. <laughs> Why is it so funny? Okay. Kind of hot outside, so it's real sweaty and stank smelling. Oh, stop. Stop, stop, stop. All right. He, uh, he does something on the table in front of you, and then he leaves, and as he leaves Arnold, you can see that he uh, wrote very, very quickly using um, like like the foam on his coffee or whatever, like like a, like a dark stain of coffee, an arrow pointing to the bar at the only person working behind it. I knew Flea was dodgy. Who yeah. turns and says, oh, bro, I'll see you later, man. Listen... I don't give a fuck what this guy has to say about my employees. True. I mean, I, listen, above table, everything you heard today was this dude's opinion and perspective. Mm -hmm. So like, it's all, I, I'm actually very curious about what your Sweet. characters believe and disbelieve and think is right. truth and think is lies. So Gareth wants to do something a little bit unrelated to David. Um, but so I know don't look at me like it's Davil, but you know, it's the whole oh, I don't remember names, so funny. <laughs> anyway. Um th that was really just to myself. I'm sorry. But anyway, um I, I Gareth would want to make two identical copies of the stone of galore mm. but i was wondering if there would be a way like with could my side of hand more than two could we just have like 32 copies and it'd just be fun for me is all i'm saying nobody knows which mm. one is real 
that is actually a very interesting premise, Gareth, that I would like to explore in an episode of its own because I think that could okay. be full of like potential hijinks and like cool new characters and like that's sure. that's some that's some fresh some fresh stuff that I'd like to investigate another time. Cool, yeah. So, uh, so Arnold would kind of like look at everyone and be like, "I, I obviously we're all really tired. Uh, I need a shower. Uh, we were just racing and do- oh, wait, hold on, did David pay?" <laughs> He did. Yeah, he left okay. a generous tip. Good. Like I was 50%. actually, I was, I was wow. thinking of being like, all right, that'll be like five gold, and hoping that he just like doesn't have a concept of money. He's like, okay, here you go. Nah, he paid. So, Ar- you know, Arnold just kind of says like, I'm uh, kind of really tired. I don't know what what everyone's leaning toward, but I just, I, I'd like at least a shower, and then maybe we can choose, you know, like decide if if you guys, I, I kind of want to play some music. But I'd also go to talk to Lady Heaventry. I don't know what to do with my life anymore. I'm spinning out of control. And he starts crying a little bit. Like, just I, I, think, I think Gareth pretty softly is like, all right, listen, the way I see it, we have time for some R&R because if it, there is some vault with a bajillion doubloons inside of it uh, and there's only one key to open it, well, we have it, so... We have all the time in their world. We won the race. They can wait by the vault all they want. People might come after us. So, so and also, we... let the record show I've never trusted Floon. No, no one's no one's ever had a reason to trust Floon. Uh, yes, yeah. First of all, he's been a loyal employee. He's been an employee. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not the first time that somebody has has said something about him, not just in regards to his shitty service, because I mean, he literally can, drugged us can, and took can money. Can we acknowledge us. the fact that, like, yeah, some people have said some things about Floon, but David is like fully in a gang. Okay, uh, so so Arnold would say because I like I'm being a little bit swayed by uh devil a little bit it, just the fact that um yeah floon has tried to drug us uh erstel was on the wrong side of this sylvie's on the wrong side of this you know we have a lot of people who we have met who have been awful terrible people um and, and i understand i also don't want anything to do with either of these gangs uh but i'm just saying of the two devil's part seems to be more uh you know like decent well here i don't know why you think about like Oh, we gotta team up with Devil instead of Flu. No, fuck, fuck them. It's Agreed. our money. Damn yes. it! I didn't say 100... we team up with anybody. Yes. I just I suspect that Floon is more than he appears to well, be. That... And Why do might... you give a shit about Floon? Let's... He can stay here while we go on marvelous adventure. I don't give a fuck about Floon because he knows everything about us. Like, like we don't so, have secrets. Can I? Can I? Can, okay, so Arnold, Arnold casts the minor illusion again. And is like, Floon, look at what we found. And I hold up the stone, and I just no. Wanna... Okay, I don't. Hold on. Can Whoa, I step hey, in here? Actually, what's up, bro? Um, no, actually, Gareth, you can't because you can't interrupt another ac- an That's action fine. from another player. Um, bro, Arnold, that's a. Cool. It's a necklace. thong. It's a thong. It's called a thong. It's so cool. That's what does the does the dangly bit go in front of like 
Is it, it hides ev- nothing. It hides nothing at all. Is oh, the thing cool, cool, cool? There are cool, balls. Cool. It's a ball right in right in there. Oh, so it's, it's like a third, like a third one, sort of like yep. a like a middle, like a middle ball. And I shake it, and I'm like, "Yep, that's so cool, man, rad." Hey, Gareth pulls you get out it? a gun and shoots himself in the head. You made that joke two episodes ago, bitch, and it's funny every time. Anthony, so, he says, where'd you get oh, it, Oh, but bro? when I say it, everyone's concerned, but it's funny <laughs> when somebody else says it. Yes. Dude, I hate to tell you, nobody's concerned anymore. Like, you, <laughs> you're just like... That's <laughs> like... <laughs> literal spit dick. <laughs> literal. Like, all, all, all love, like, in a, real, in a real sense, we're concerned, but, like, we know their jokes by now. Like, if they weren't, we wouldn't have this many episodes, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah. So, um. Oh, so so uh, Arnold. So Arnold says, um, yeah. We 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 were in this race, and there was a rat, and it was the rate the rat almost run the won the race, but didn't win the race because of Gareth, and we we got this amazing thing. I don't know what it is, but I think it's a trophy. We won the rat race. We won the rat race. <laughs> Me but... when I'm the first person in who to clock into work. <laughs> oh arnold that's the coolest shit i've ever seen man congratulations i'm so glad you won that rat race or whatever like that's super cool how's Weird. your father floon just <laughs> in the mid like hey man what's up dude how are you doing how's your relationship with your father no he, we no, know his, his father his very is sick father sick. dying uh, he's... oh 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 you're right you're right i forgot about that i uh, he He's cool. He's he's doing better. Yeah, totally chill. He's doing better. That's really good. Wow, what happened? Did you use some kind of like magic or like vampire blood or something like crazy to cure him? What was it? I've heard Uh, vampire blood is magic. Actually, I he just sort of like got better a little bit. Can I tell if he's lying or like yeah, if there's for sure. like roll something? An, roll an inside check, please. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, don't roll a one. He's lying. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on. Okay, not so bad. Let's see what I got. I got a sixteen. Okay, you can see a fresh sheen of flop sweat building at Floon's uh, hairline. Okay. So, so I'm like, Floon, I'm I'm glad I'm glad he got better. It's really good to hear. I mean, I was gonna do everything I could in my power to help him get better in his life. Uh with you know, we found this new stone. It's gonna be worth so much money. It's amazing. But but the fact that you don't need any is really wonderful because it's more for Gareth. Um, I you know, I know I mean, how much he loves money. Well, I, I mean like bro Arnold, like if you were if you could give me like a little bit to like help. My dad, like, I would super, like, we would super appreciate we, we, that. Floon. Oh, don't worry, Floon. He's we fine. give you a little bit of money every other week in your <laughs> paycheck. Uh, bro, Gareth, you only pay me, like, once a month. And, like, sometimes your checks bounce. And, like, I don't say anything because, like, you guys are, are mad chill. Well, I thought you were, I don't really say anything because, like, I know you can't read or write, so <laughs> checkbooks check must be really hard. I like to think that Gareth writing paychecks is just like like smiley faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm just like doing check marks because that's what I think checks are. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but no, Arnold, he says like he he could use like a little bit of money if you were willing. Okay, so so can I kind of uh, so I want to kind of persuade him to just be honest with us. Be like, Floon, look, I don't know what you're going. Like, I know that you're going through some trouble with your father. You said he's okay. I kind of have uh, like mixed feelings about whether or not that's true. If you need money, you just you let us know because honestly. We're co- we're about to come into a huge fortune. I'd like you to be on our side. I love you. I want you to be our my best friend, and I I want to give you money. I want we want to help you out when when we can. Are you going to betray us, Floon? Yeah. Be honest. All right. So Arnold, persuasion persuasion with the with the intent of what? Um, persuasion with the intent of getting him to tell us the truth and stop this like shenanigan. Like I don't want All him right. to be lying and tell us. All right, roll it, roll I it. literally rolled a nat twenty. So, okay. Wow. Bloon loses Are his you super accent, and he's just like super posh. Well, hello. No. <laughs> yes. Well, well, well. It seems I've been uh, discovered. He pauses for a second, Arnold, and you see his eyes dart down to the bar and the sticky, wet towel that he's been using to like clean the last forty-seven glasses in a row. And he says, "Bro, Arnold, like." I don't know what to tell. Like my dad's still really sick. Like I, 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 do you want me to like, it feels like you want me to like beg for the money a little bit. Like, I know that you're going to like, I'm not lying to you. Like, I'll take you to my dad. You can see him. Um. So Arnold just immediately was like, I don't know where you got that. I feel like you're really bad at reading the room flume. Maybe you're illiterate socially. I don't know what I understand. <laughs> I also have that issue, um, but I yeah, will maybe say... I'm in real life illiterate socially. <laughs> so, so I just want to be like, I at no point like you just said to us as a lie that your father was okay. So we were just moving about our life as if everything was grand. Um, if you need help, listen. The guy that was just in here, I'm sure you saw him because you served him. Uh, he was telling us not to trust you. I'm saying you're one of our best friends. I wanted to stay that way. Let's stay that like let's be on the same team here. We are gonna about to fall, come into this money. We can help your father. You just make sure you're not gonna betray us. Can we just have this promise? Like, can you just Pinky, promise to not betray us? Pinky promise I... that you're not gonna betray us, Floon. Floon, Pinky, Pinky up, Pinky Floon up, ex- bro. Floon extends a Pinky immediately. Okay, Arnold's gonna pinky promise him because right. like it means everything. All right, so pinky promise. Arnold wraps that pinky around. And he kisses his thumb like like sta- like old school tradition, and like yeah, like sucks his wow. thumb. Wow! Oh god, I hate every throws piece that of that. Thumb, and he then, throws oh. that thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you, Floon. <laughs> so all right, we gotta find a way out of this fucking trash episode he's like listen we have we have places to go we're gonna go try to see what we can get from this uh from this stone for now floon just just know that we have your best interest at heart we're gonna we're here for you we're gonna we're we're on it don't worry about it all right bad bro thanks man all right floon if at some point you might have our best interests at heart as well maybe you can fill us in on everything that you know I want to hear your actual Alex impression
Yeah, go for it, bitch. <clears throat> hey, me, 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 me. <laughs> that was perfect. No notes. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I right. thought it was Alex. Did we already start the show? Is that what that was? Wow. Yeah, you guys are great. Yeah. You guys are fucking hilarious. <laughs>